she meets Sabrina, her uh, co-worker, and it's so funny when she's describing her job. She's like, so do you know what a magazine is? <laughs> do you think you could press a button on a copy machine? <laughs> do you okay, think you could it. put the magazine in the copy machine before you press the button <laughs> to copy? everybody welcome to another episode of atlas now streaming my name is jamie and i'm allison and today we are going to review a new netflix movie that just came out about two weeks ago april 5th it stars brie larson uh, if you don't know her by name she is the new captain marvel um, so that should definitely uh, jog your memory uh, the movie is called unicorn store and we both love Brie Larson, and so we decided that we wanted to review this movie. So uh, before we get into it, uh, what is this movie rated? I think it's PG. It's PG. There's um, new language. Maybe they say shit or something like that, but right. it's uh, PG, so safe around the kids. It Honestly, like that was like the first thing I thought of when I started watching this movie was you can like this is almost like a, a child like a, a family film like you could watch it with your kids because it's so like light-hearted There's, whimsical yes and has some themes that you can I guess relate to without all of the uh language right and or like, very disturbing themes you right know what I mean like and Allison said like there's very little language in this at all a lot of fun colorful characters and a star-studded cast yeah so brie larson Mm -hmm. plays kit who is the main character samuel l jackson is also in this film this is i think the third film they've done together yeah and um joan cusack plays kit's mom um bradley whitford plays kit's dad um he is known most recently for his role in the movie get out as well as he has a great role in The Handmaid's Tale, one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. and Billy Madison. Yes, he's Eric. <laughs> you all remember Eric. <laughs> and then we have some uh, breakout actors, namely, I'm so sorry, uh, Mamodu Athi, who plays the friend slash maybe love interest love interest of boyfriend Kit. maybe yes yeah his name's virgil i think he's wonderful um he i guess was in the the get down which was another netflix show that unfortunately got uh canceled mm-hmm. but um he was great everybody was great honestly um but one thing that i thought of uh when i was watching this was and if you haven't seen it yet spoilers but like There's really nothing, like, about this movie, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not really spoiling too much, I guess. But um, one of the things that I I thought right away when I started watching this movie is it reminded me so much of Napoleon Dynamite as far as, like, the style, like, the humor. Like, it was kind of awkward and quirky, and uh, so you kind of have to just, like, accept that Mm -hmm. because there's some really, like, just, like, I don't want to say bad acting on purpose, but it's just like, it's very 
weird. Yeah. And they're, you're just like, what? There's a moment where they, at the, towards the beginning of the movie, you know, Kit, she fails out of art school because she creates this great self-portrait and her professor is like, no, just frowns at her. Her parents bring her home and they end up sitting around the dinner table with one of uh, the neighbor boys who now works for Kit's parents and they're talking to her, asking her what her plan is. And her mom goes, Kit, you're being weird on purpose. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not. Um, but she's just a weird kind of goofy gal. I mean, she's obsessed with rainbows and glitter and unicorns. And she's a 20-something-year-old girl. And I actually love at the very opening of it, they have all these uh, videos obviously taken on a camcorder because it has the time stamp mm-hmm. and the date stamp on there. And they're really of Brie when she was a little baby so cute. and a little girl. And she's talking about unicorns. So it sets it up as, as Kit has been obsessed with unicorns and rainbows and Care Bears and all of that stuff her entire life, which is reflective of her art and her room and her clothes. And I guess the... Uh, trap or the or how she gets lured into the store yes and uh so this is an obvious case of like arrested development she's you know like a 20 something year old woman but is very very childlike almost to the point of parody I think you know there are times where it's like okay like <laughs> but but you realize how old you are right <laughs> she's very very childlike and you know a lot of us say we're kids at heart but she is she's very very childlike she watches cartoons like she wears all these you know like fuzzy slippers and she you know talks to her care bears and uh you know all these like like childlike clothing options like she wears you know like beaded necklaces and And she's weird but I don't think it's to the point where somebody may say she's mentally delayed in any way she is just just like she is she is just a super glittery rainbowy girl and at one point in the movie I think her mom says something about how she didn't really have any friends and she was kind of and even uh Kit says herself she was kind of an outcast growing up but she's you know she's aware of who she is and uh, the the whole movie is her kind of just like coming to terms with you know adulthood and you know that's a big point is she has to get a job so she gets this job at this and again this is what I mean like this movie is very self-aware um yeah <laughs> she goes to work at for a temp agency and the commercials like you don't want to be a disappointment do you or something like that and um she goes to end up working as a temp at this like PR place called PR and R. PR. Yeah. PR and R PR. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of that that commercial is that um education connection. Yeah. <laughs> online. Because it's so goofy. And, and yeah, it's, it's they know like what they're doing is super goofy and you know, off the kind of off the tracks but and all the commercials she's watching so one day she's like at home before she gets this job every single commercial and show she watches is like talking to her in a way i love the one about the the depression medication it's like do you feel like a failure to your parents (laughs) or something it's too funny so she gets hired for this temp agency and she like finds her mom's like suit and it's so funny because she wears a suit like every single day but just like with a different button-up shirt she like pulls her hair back and she's like i'm gonna go be an adult now i'm gonna have breakfast of 
uh, grapefruit and coffee. And they're like, but you hate coffee. And she just, you know, goes to work and she meets Sabrina, her uh, coworker. And it's so funny when she's describing her job, she's like, so do you know what a magazine is? (laughs) Do you think you could press a button on a copy machine? Do you think you could put the magazine in the copy machine before you press the button to (laughs) copy? And Sabrina seems like there's a scene where she's working really, really late. And it seems like she doesn't really, you know, have much of a life outside of this PR job. And um, Kit, you know, everyone there, it's so, it's just like an obvious parody of just like an office job. Everyone's really boring and really droll. And her boss, the VP is a huge freak and like he makes a st- she's like do you ever feel you know like you wanted to do something else with your life but you like couldn't or you just had to you know basically like find something else to do and he's like oh you mean like be an ice skater but your parents wouldn't pay for the lessons so he's got some he's <laughs> got a little bit of baggage um but there's actually like Gary, like, he starts off, like, super innocent and just kind of, like, weird, but then he, like, ends up being super creepy, like, borderline sexually harassing Kit towards the end, and she's, like, completely unaware of it, mm-hmm. which I thought, in my opinion, was, like, a really weird turn for this movie to make, because it's so lighthearted and fun, and then they, like, make this guy out to a total creep. So I didn't really like that, um, but she ends up getting like all these like invitations to this place called the store and they're all very colorful and almost like Willy Wonka style like invitations and she's asking people like do you know what the store is nobody knows what she's talking about she finally goes and when she goes is when we meet Samuel Jackson whose name is just the salesman the store I guess just like opens up to people who need it and they never really explain like the more magical aspect of the film like how does he know who these people are like everything else is very much rooted in reality but like Samuel Jackson we don't know anything about this guy we don't know anything about him or how he knows everything about Kit's life and he knows that she you know has always wanted to be loved and so she always has wanted a unicorn to love and take care of and so the whole like big you know plot of the movie is her getting ready for this unicorn like she has to provide a loving home she has to prove that she's financially capable of taking care of said unicorn and she doesn't tell anybody about it at first so her parents notice she's being really weird she goes to this hardware store to um have somebody help her build a stable and this is when she meets Virgil and he is like the most normal character (laughs) I don't want to say normal but like he is the most normal character in the whole movie Mm -hmm. and he's very just like weirded out by her at first but he goes along and they spend a lot of time together and he you know grows to really like her and you know cares about her and you know kind of puts his all into like building a stable for this unicorn like and he doesn't even know that it's a unicorn yet he just assumes like a horse or something and he doesn't judge her at all for like her eccentricities and um so they kind of develop a friendship which again at the end kind of develops into not maybe a relationship like you know potentially I would say the biggest theme of all comes full circle at she has to do this presentation at work for vacuums again that's my favorite part of the whole movie (laughs) it it is a fun scene um she again works for a pr company and she's an artist and so gary kind of like takes her under like hey 
do you want to maybe come up with a design for this ad? And so she is really confused at what to do at first. So she decides, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to make this uh, glittery and fun. And so she rallies up Sabrina and also Brock, the uh, just like a delivery guy who, you know, delivers mail to it's the Ryan office. It's Ryan Hansen. <laughs> I love him. They put on this just very bizarre but super fun presentation like, yeah, whimsical presentation she's got this amazing green suit on with like these like tassels tassels or whatever and she turns on the music and sabrina's like flipping the lights on and off and she's like mystic mystic vac vac she starts throwing <laughs> confetti and glitter everywhere she's like you know too bad i don't have something to vacuum this up with and they are all vacuuming and uh, <laughs> like uh in sync she goes are these fairies vacuuming your house or just normal people? <laughs> and uh, it's funny because the presentation that they kind of interrupt is like this picture of this woman in a oh, bikini. super sexist. Yeah, with a baby on her hip and she's thin and beautiful and she's like vacuuming. And, and she's also taking a selfie at the same time, I think. She's doing something with her phone. Something insane. And everybody on the PR firm and the boardroom is eating it up naturally. And, um, but she is so cute and everybody is kind of confused by her pitch. And she's like, well, this is not a vacuum for your house. This is a vacuum for your soul. And then she goes into talking about how the confetti and the glitter are her problems. And she wishes she could just vacuum up the problems. And Sabrina says, I wish I could vacuum up my fear. Brock's like, I wish I could vacuum up the haters. And (laughs) Gary ends up, she, I think she looks to him thinking, and you kind of see it in his face. You think maybe Gary's going to back her up, even though he's kind of been an asshole lately and creepy and weird. He's like, I like the one of the bikini lady and it is, it's over, but. And she's basically fired. I love that scene because it is just so like goofy and fun and funny when I was watching, I couldn't help but smile because it's just so out there. Like, you, can you imagine somebody working in a PR firm actually doing something like that? It's it's just so cute and funny. And she um, comes to, you know, she's has to run to go um, find the unicorn or go pick up the unicorn after the sales presentation because the salesman calls and is like, your unicorn's ready. We have to do these final forms. And he's like, well, is everything good with your parents? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know- she has this big fight. We didn't really talk about this. She and her parents had this like big fight. Again, they work as like counselors or something. At some like, like camp. For, it's like a camp for like troubled kids, I think. Troubled people and something troubled like kids. That. Yeah. And um, she wants to make things better with them for this, you know, the unicorn. So they, you know, do this little, you know, camping trip together. And they have like a like a circle where they all like confess stuff that's going on. And um, Kit finds out that all the kids lie about what they what they're talking about. And she decides to be honest. And she says, you know, I'm going to have a unicorn and her parents like pull her aside like what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? So they have this little, this little fight. And she says, you know, the, the, the guy, their the neighbor kid that Kevin that works with them, she, you know, is like, you, you always tell me like, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why aren't you, you know, like Kevin and, you know, have a job and all, you know, just like basically feels like her parents don't support her and they don't understand her. Um, so that hasn't really been resolved yet, but yeah, she does go to, uh, 
to get the horse with Virgil. He comes with because of it, or sorry, the unicorn, not the horse. I was like, uh, excuse you. (laughs) So, uh, and she, it's the scene where she tells him is so funny because he's just like, what? And then they're at a restaurant and the waitress comes up and she's like, are you guys ready to order? And he goes, no, 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 not even close. What? (laughs) And he's kind of has to walk this fine line because if he freaks out and is, you know, says this is too crazy, then he's going to push her away, but he can't really indulge this fantasy that she's really going to have a unicorn. Right. And he thinks that the salesman is trying to rip her off and take advantage of her. Steal her identity and take yeah. her money. You know, he's being realistic about it. You know, how, how we would probably react to a situation like this. Like, you know, like this, I just don't want you to get your hopes up because this guy is obviously scamming you. And they show up to the same place, the store, and nothing is there. And so she's heartbroken. And then she and uh, Virgil have a fight she goes back home and kind of makes up with her parents a little bit. She notices her mom actually hung up some of her artwork and, um, you know, basically is saying, you know, like, we we love you no matter what. And so she kind of makes up with them. She keeps trying to call Virgil to apologize for the fight. And then she goes to the backyard and sees he finishes making the stable and he made it for her. Like, and she says, this is like a stable of my life. Like, there's art, her art from all the years of her life all over the stable and it has like the tassels and the glitter and then you find out that Virgil gets like a promotion at his job and so she's like oh let's celebrate but before they could even do that she gets a call from the salesman and he says hey your unicorn's here I have a woman waiting if you don't want it and Virgil's like oh not again but they go and there's an actual unicorn. Like I was not sure how this movie was going to end. I thought it was all going to be fake, but no, there's a legit unicorn, you know, not really, but like a legit (laughs) unicorn. Yeah. And it's actually a very sweet moment. Like she kind of, you know, talks about, Oh, I've been, you know, I've been, you know, wanting you my whole life. I gave you a name and you played checkers with me. You were my best friend, but I think, you know, I'm going to give you to this other woman and she, you know, has this heartfelt goodbye and it made me so sad. It made me tear up a little bit. I am so (laughs) emotional. So like everything makes me cry. I cried at a video of a baby bat on Facebook today (laughs) because I'm neurotic, but I thought it was so sweet. And it's like a huge symbol for her to say like goodbye in a way to the scene that she has wanted for so long because it's kind of like her I, my interpretation of it is it's her finally growing up yeah, and saying like, okay, you know, I've worked so hard to like preserve this part of me or, you know, can, you know, keep it alive and that's all right. You know, I have done all of this hard work to build what I need to, to prove that I am adult enough and I can handle something like this. And in the process, she really grows up and I loved it. And I think it's really sweet. Yeah, I think there's a theme here of there, you know, some of our travelers might, you know, be going through that now, just like, you know, adulting and, you know, at the age of like early to mid 20s, you know, we all kind of go through this, you know, crossroads of like, who do we want to be? Like, who are we? Like, giving up parts of your childhood to, you know, make space for, you know, growing up. And it feels so scary and it feels you know and this is why you guys travel right like you don't want to just have that 
you know, typical life you want to explore and, you know, do all these, you know, fun things, see all these great places. And I think that's kind of the theme of this movie is there's no one right way to be an adult. And Mm -hmm. I think Kit kind of accepts that, you know, I I need to grow up and I need to do these things, but I'm going to do it my way and I'm still going to be me. And so I think that that's kind of the big theme here is, you know, there's nothing wrong with adding a little bit of of magic and, and childlike wonder to your life. And you don't have to just become this boring, droll person. You can still be you, but, you know, with responsibilities. Yeah, there are some things that you can't uh, lay on the couch and eat Pop-Tarts yeah. all day and uh, just play with glitter in the garage. But you can still do some of the some of the fun things. And I think it's really sweet how, you know, she says goodbye and then, as her and Virgil are leaving, she sees the other woman. She's like, is this where, where I come mm-hmm. to get the unicorn? And she's like, yep, it is. So they don't really explain where he goes, Samuel L. Jackson, or how it comes, you know, comes and goes or whatever. But when she takes Virgil to this big, I guess you would call it like a ballroom or yeah. something, he does pick up a piece of hay and you're like, oh maybe it is real mm-hmm. it's it's super cute I I like it I think it's it is really weird and some of the things that Kit does you're just like dude are you 11 um but if she didn't act that way or think that way she wouldn't have you know been so apt to follow an invitation and go into this store right. and go into an elevator with no buttons and just like trust that it's all okay and trust this you know, goofy guy and all these brightly colored suits with, you know, tinsel, tinsel in his hair, tinsel and glitter in his hair. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of ha- if you plan on watching this movie, because again, like really the only reason I wanted to watch it is I love Brie Larson. I have been a fan of hers for a long time. If you've ever seen the movie um, Sleepover from 2004. Love it. She's in that. Um, she was also in 13 going on 30. She's um, an extra. She's one of the six chicks. Um she was in like a Disney Channel original movie uh, back in the day. And then, of course, you know, Captain Marvel today. But she was also in some like indie movies. And then Room, the movie she won an Academy Award for, which is a huge change of pace from uh, this movie. And she actually directed this. This was her directional debut. I don't know if we mentioned that, but that's kind of a big deal. Um, for her first movie, you know, I thought the direction was really good, mm-hmm. albeit a very weird story and if you can get past that if you can like because Allison watched me watch this movie and I just like kept being like what is happening like what is going on and you just have to get past that and kind of get to the underlying message um Diane who was on one of our uh, previous episodes when we saw Green Book uh she saw me watching it and she's like <laughs> what do you think of it so far? Like she was very disappointed. So. Yeah. Jamie texts me. She's like, this movie is weird. It is very weird. And so you just kind of have to accept that the weird whimsical part of it. Mm-hmm. And you might enjoy it. And honest, you might not, I, you know, it's kind of up to, to everyone's personal preferences. Again, it does remind me a lot of Napoleon dynamite, especially again, the, the, the vacuum presentation scene reminds me a lot of the Napoleon Dynamite dancing scene. Maybe not as iconic, but, you know, like just that, that very weird but fun musical dancey scene. Um, it was kind of a parallel for me. And I definitely think that is the 
the route she was going with this was to make it very self-aware and very weird, um, maybe to make a point of, you know, how weird being an adult is. I don't know. But, um, you know, for a directional debut, I think she definitely has the future in indie films if she wants to continue that route. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird one, guys. I, you know, I think it's weird, but it was kind of refreshing because it's a little bit mindless. Yeah. In a way, you can kind of laugh along with it. Um, but I like the glitter and fun and rainbows and stuff. It's very lighthearted and uplifting. Um, it is. And we did a little background research on this movie, as we always do. And the script of this film got passed around way back in 2012. Really? Yes. And um, a couple of different people had signed on to be in this film. Initially, it was Rebel Wilson. Really? That was signed on to play the role of Kit. And Brie Larson got the script and... So Brie Larson didn't write it? No, 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 no. No. It was written um, by Samantha McIntyre, who is not very well known. The only other thing that she has written is the script for the show called Married that was on FX for one season. And I think they wrote a script for season two, but it didn't get renewed. And so Brie wanted to direct the film, but then Samantha says, no, you also need to play the role of Kit. And I'm kind of shocked that this um, screenwriter who's not very well known I'm wondering if the reason that Samuel L. Jackson signed on and Joan Cusack signed on and Bradley Whitford signed on is because of Brie Larson, you know, and we talked about this before we started recording, but this film came out in 2017. It made its premiere at the Toronto Film Festival. Netflix must have purchased the rights to this film and then released it, you know, on the heels of Brie Larson's huge Captain Marvel yeah debut so it's a little bit weird that they decided to release it when they did or how they got their hands on it um I don't really understand the acquisition process for Netflix because like the new Ted Bundy movie that's coming out with Zac Efron they didn't initially back that at all and there's other films and like television shows that I noticed this particularly that are foreign and they call it a Netflix original, but it's produced by some other company. And I think they just buy the the rights to it. Yeah, I don't know how any of that works, especially because some of like Netflix's and like let's let's talk about that for a second. Like how Netflix decides to like create new content and get rid of shows. I don't understand how that process works. And raise because, our prices. Yeah. My mine just went up a dollar. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about this, how they say, FYI, you like get on the app, it's like your price is gonna increase to twelve ninety nine. Um, just, you know, for your information. You can always cancel. <laughs> and I'm like, Don't give me Bitch. an out that easy <laughs> because yeah, I threatened to cancel, but they would be fine with it after spending how many millions to retain friends mm. for another year. But yeah, I know they produce obviously some original content like Orange is the New Black. They do. I think some that was doc- one of its mo- like one of the OG yeah. original shows too. 
And um, I think of like House of Cards is a Netflix original. Yep. And there's several other Stranger other, Things. Yeah, there's several several other documentaries, television shows. Abducted in plain sight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that was a Netflix original. I think no. they must have bought it or put it on there. But but you know, they cancel so many great shows and get rid of so many great movies for just crap. But there is some really good content that comes from Netflix for sure, which is why, yeah, I will still keep my subscription. But but yeah, I don't know how how they got the rights to this movie. But yeah, it's it's strange, and they come out. You know, I have to assume that they are. You know, they spend tons of money on not only producing some original content, but yeah, buying these films. Uh, a new Beyonce film just dropped this week. That's got to be pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, some of their comedy specials. And, yeah. um, gosh, what else? Our Planet, that is a B- that's a BBC show. Yeah. And I don't know why it's on Netflix. And then on top of that, they probably um, will pay more money for stuff that's going to be outside of the U.S., that they're going to distribute yeah. outside of the U.S. But I feel like, you know, I can't back this up fully, but I know that Netflix in total, like, they are not – like raking in all the money that's why they have to keep raising their prices but like allison said like friends too like even just talking about removing friends from netflix caused like a national uproar and they paid millions of dollars to keep the rights for friends i think it was a hundred million dollars which is insane like personal preference i don't really care for friends it's nice that it's up there for people who like it and you know want to binge watch all 10 seasons but and maybe I can feel that way about, you know, like I love The Office. The Office is one of my favorite shows of all time. If they removed The Office, I would probably react similarly because I'm not just going to go out and buy all the DVDs. Same thing with like Breaking Bad and Arrested Development, you know, all these shows that are on there all of the seasons now. And if they were to suddenly just take them away, you know, what would we do? <laughs> but uh, God forbid you'd have to watch something new. I know. Or buy a DVD player. Mm-hmm. Or buy it on uh, iTunes. That's true. Or Amazon. I'm not the type of person that re-watches shows a lot, honestly. Even, like, Breaking Bad, I have never watched it twice all the way through. I don't think I have either, but, it, you know, with those shows that they're so long, and, like, there are certain, like, I honestly haven't watched Breaking Bad all the way through twice as well but there are certain seasons like season two I will rewatch because I love those episodes and I love those storylines but um but yeah oh you know branch out and try to you know find new things to watch new shows and maybe some original content on Netflix new Netflix shows that's why I mean this show it caught our attention because it's Brie Larson it Netflix definitely advertised it because I think I tagged Jamie or she tagged me in the little Mm -hmm. trailer that they had for it on either Netflix or on Facebook or Twitter and it just looked interesting and it's a lot easier to watch a movie that's an hour and a half long that maybe you don't necessarily care for than try to like get into a show like a lot of people um, I'm a huge Game of Thrones well not like huge but I'm a pretty avid Game of Thrones fan and some people say, like, oh, I can't commit to watching four episodes That's to <laughs> really get into it. But a movie like this, you know, it's you watch it and it's 
you know, an hour and a half of your time. But I really liked it. It's heartwarming and sweet and fun. And it's not, uh, like, malicious. Like, no. the the negative parts of the storyline aren't, like, jarring or right. or awful or give you, like, a bad feeling in your stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah, the only thing, again, like I said, was just Gary ending up being, like, a predator was really, really weird and, like, very, like off off theme i guess um i like out of left field yeah i was like what What? and then she was talking to virgil about it and he was like no like she was talking about it like oh this is totally normal like he'll smell my hair and he's like no that is weird he should not do that Mm -hmm. and just kind of shows her um how naive she is but um I just, one thing I wanted to bring up again was, you know, the transition for a lot of actors into directing, I feel like is kind of a new thing. Um, and it, it's great when it works out because, you know, like Bradley Cooper, you know, his directional debut with A Star is Born ended up being a, you know, blockbuster success, got nominated for however many Oscars that it did. And uh, unfortunately, though, he didn't get nominated for Best Director. Yeah, that's, that stinks. But even shows like The Office, if you pay attention or you watch that, or even like Parks and Rec, I'm a huge fan of, Breaking Bad, a lot of those shows that are long running, Friends, they give the stars the opportunity. They get the chance to direct an episode yeah. or something. I think so that's very cool. I, yeah, I like that, that they, they get to go full circle and be on both sides of the camera. So... I think, and not to uh, forget, Brie Larson's pretty young. I think she's maybe 30. I think she's 20. We're going to check real quick. Hey, Siri, how old is Brie Larson? (laughs) Brie Larson is 29. Oh, yeah. She's born in 90, right? No, 89. Oh. She's 5'7"? She's short. I thought she was shorter than that. Oh. Yeah, so she's uh, 29 years old, already directing a movie, already won an Oscar. You know, well, she directed it at 27, when we're both 27. Well, it probably was, she was even younger than that. Because That's true. It, it, you know, the process of doing it, and then when it actually got released in film festivals in 2017. So yeah, it is pretty amazing how, how young she is. And like I said, I think she has a great uh, future in indie films. I don't know how, this movie wouldn't be good to gauge on what I could think of like, you know, a, a big blockbuster film or anything like that. But definitely indie films. I think she has a good eye for that. And I think she's, she, you know, is funny. I she think played that, the role very well. She's yeah. so believable when she's on the phone. She's like, this is the best day of my life. And she's getting her <laughs> unicorn. And she plays the, when she's like pretending to be an adult and she is, you know, dressed up in this suit. She's a terrific actor. Uh, if you haven't seen Room, which is oh. what she won Best Actress for, incredible movie. Um, if you don't know the premise, is essentially she's kidnapped. She is kept in this shed in a backyard, and for seven years, for seven years, and she finally escapes due to her son that she has, um, who is fathered by her captor. Yes, um, and she's trapped in a shed in that movie, and in this movie, she's building a building shed a- <laughs> backyard it all comes full circle no but she's great and um yeah you know this movie was I didn't know how I felt about it once it ended but 
you know, it is, it is sweet. It is a movie that you could watch with your girlfriends, um, or with your kids or both, you know, it's, it's not a movie you have to worry about any content warning. It's fun. It's sweet. Again, you can't take it too seriously. And I think that's something that I said to Allison. You just can't, you can't take it too seriously when you watch it or you're going to end up being disappointed Mm -hmm. because that's just the kind of movie that it is. Mm -hmm. But, um, but let's get into our ratings. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to give it a three out of five because, um, I originally was thinking 2.5 out of five, but I don't think that's fair. I think, you know, for such a star studded cast, um, it, you know, they had great actors in the movie. I thought the story was, was sweet, although weird. (laughs) Um, but I thought that Brie did a good job for her first, uh, for her directional debut. Um, I thought, honestly, in my opinion, it fell a little flat. Um, it could have been better um, all around, not just the directing, but the story itself could have been a little bit more self-aware, I guess. Um, I, there are times that I felt like I needed to take it seriously, but I shouldn't. Um, but, you know... It's, it's, it's just a fun, cute movie. You know, it, like I said, you can enjoy it with your friends or your kids, your family, and you'll have a good time. It's not going to, you know, make you, well, it will make you feel, but it's not going to make you, you know, think anything super profound or, you know, talk about it for days and days after like us, you know, when we were talking about us a few weeks back, but it's cute. So yeah, I stand by my three out of five. I'm also going to give this movie a three out of five. I have to admit it's a little goofy as we have alluded to this entire podcast, but it's sweet. There were times that really made me smile and that, you know, made me really happy. I identified a lot with Kit and that you, I mean, me personally, I thought my life was going to be one way. And I think a lot of people think this, they think their life is going to be one way and then shit hits the fan and you got to do something completely different and I think that's a common theme that theme that a lot of people can um, identify with I think a lot of people can identify with overbearing parents Mm -hmm. or not living up to their parents expectations or whatever it may be and um, you know I just think it's it's sweet Brie Larson's character Kit she doesn't have ill intentions at all. She's very pure in a way, and she just wants to be herself, but she's in this process of trying to figure out who the heck she is. Right. And um, yeah, I like that there's not anything crazy, major, negative themes, and uh, I love that there's a real, a real unicorn in it. That is fun. It makes you wish they were real. Yeah. Like it's like, oh. Yeah. I love the uh, the outfits, too. Yeah. Brie has, like, some really, like, cute outfits in there. And I'm like, ooh, I super love that. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, leave it in the comments if you've had a chance to see this movie. Uh, if not, give it a watch. You know, just give it a chance. Um, and then let us know what you think. But uh, next week, we're probably going to go something a little darker once again. Um, We're also going to be doing something from Netflix. So stay tuned on what that is. 
But uh, in the meantime, again, please give us some more suggestions. We are always open to shows of any genre, movies of any genre, documentaries of any genre. We're always looking for something new and something we may not have otherwise tried to watch before. But until then, we will see you guys next time. Have a great day. Bye.